Hello deities and welcome. This is the voice of Goddess Latoya and you are listening to Goddess Botanica, the podcast series. I'm so, so sorry for standing you up last night. I didn't show up on our usual 11-11 date, but due to unforeseen circumstances, I was unable to record as I wanted to. So forgive me for being late. Just consider this your Friday treat, okay? But next week we will continue at our usual 11.11pm time on a Thursday night. But how are you doing? There's so much going on in the world right now. We know that, you know, COVID is still here. We are getting a new variant literally every other day. And we have important public figures giving their two cents on whether to be vaccinated or not. I'm trying my hardest not to speak on that on my platform. But what I would say is I believe in the power of choice. And I believe that even with the power of choice, that you have to make an informed decision. But I must say, it was definitely (laughs) funny to see all of the memes and all of the contributions thus far um, to the, the statements being made by some of our fave celebrities and we even had a lot we listen we had a lot this week we had the met gala we had the vmas so we really had a lot to distract us and to make light of the fact that we are in a pandemic you know um and i think that's good i think i think we need a little kiki in the midst of all of this uh chaos that is happening in the world right now But I do hope that in the midst of it all, you are being kind to yourself and that you are putting in the work to become a better, mentally healthier you. And even healthy, generally speaking. I I fell off of my routine a bit, but my husband and I really tried to, you know, get in some power walking in our neighborhood and we just got unmotivated. And I want you to know that's okay too. You know, you you may fall off on some of your habits, but it's good to acknowledge it. And it's good to know that at the end of the day, it's for your betterment. And so you should try at least somewhere near 24 hours to put in the effort for wellness. Even if it means meditation, please do it. I found myself being overwhelmed this week to the point where I was barely motivated to even do my podcast, but I decided to push on through. And listen, this podcast is truly a testament of my growth because the slightest thing that can throw me off of the momentum I already had would make me abandon a project completely. But here I am still pushing through and still coming through with this week's episode. And this is lucky number four. Yeah, shout out to shout out to me, shout out to you for listening and being with me on this journey. This means that it's already a month since we started this podcast. And so here's to many more months to come. <laughs> so what did we talk about last week? We spoke about getting into the forgiveness business and not half ass in your forgiveness. And so my mind went to situations where I would have half asked my forgiveness and situations where 
forgiveness on my part was being half-assed in terms of the person giving me the forgiveness weren't really forgiving me. They were keeping me to be passive. You know, they were keeping me in their space to be passive. And so those experiences made me realize that it does no good in not forgiving somebody all the way. It's either you forgive them or you don't. And even though I believe that for my piece, the way I work, because we're not all built the same, that it makes sense to forgive people so that you can release whatever negativity. I do understand everyone is not built the same and there are situations that aren't forgivable. But even in those moments, I want you to remember your sanity You know, anything that can control your emotions has the power to destroy you as a person. And so don't be consumed by the people that have done you wrong. And so this ties in heavily to the topic for this week. And this is knowing your place. And when I think of that, when I think of knowing my place two situations come to mind. One where I was probably very shitty. Well, not probably, because I believe in taking accountability. I was shitty, but at the moment, it felt justifiable. That's the word, justifiable or justified. (laughs) But my point is, it, it made sense for me. And so, I did what I did. And I felt no regret about it. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm not at that space where I, you know, regret the way I handled the situation. Because maybe I'm still hurting. Maybe I have a lot of unpacking to do with that situation still. But I can acknowledge how selfish it was on my behalf and how a lot of what transpired could have been avoided hadn't I or had I rather spoke up and then we're going to talk about another situation out of the two where it was just all the way foul and I had to learn my place in a very very messed up way some years ago I befriended someone when I went to college my earliest memory of that person was who literally coming in Somewhere in the middle of our first ever class at UE, because that's where I went, University of the West Indies, St. Augustine campus. Shout out to UE alumni. <laughs> and, you know, she switched degrees, so she ended up in my class. You know, luckily for her, she got the switch right in time for class. And usually it takes a while. But she got through. I was always, you know, bigger than other people around me. Um, In terms of size, you know, I'll be considered obese. And one of the presentations we had was to demonstrate or allude to using your body to learn. Okay. I think they call it kinesthetic, the kinesthetic theory or something like that. That's over 10 years ago, okay? I can't remember. (laughs) And she felt brave enough to ask me to be 
a part of her presentation. And I was taken aback at first, but then I was like, hmm, it is what it is, you know, I'll, I'll participate. And so I did the presentation and, you know, she was very much grateful because she said, you know, the average person would be intimidated. And I was like, you know, for what? It is what it is. And she just liked my boldness. And so we became friends. And I'm talking, you know, we always support each other, be it emotionally, financially. And I really saw her level up in life to the point where she was proposed to. And she told me, you know what, she's going to get married and it's not going to be a big wedding it's going to be at the warden office or the courthouse as we would say and i was happy for my friend and i said okay use me in any way that you can i said so what about a bridal registry do you have that she said yeah and you know she told me what she was interested in getting and what she really wanted and so even though i i wasn't working at the time I tried to save so that I can, you know, surprise her with that specific item she really wanted out of all of them from her registry. And then one day, one of our mutual friends alluded to her friend being married or my that same person being married. And I saw as though, you know, she was looking at designs to be a bridesmaid. And so literally, some days after that, which at that point would have been a couple weeks before the wedding, I was told that there was going to be a bridal party. I already had my suspicions, but her saying that, you know, put the nail in the coffin for me. And a part of me was still expecting, you know, to be considered one of her bridesmaids. But then she made the statement, you know, she didn't just tell me, she, she made the statement that her friends decided that they would have a bridal party for her. And I, I felt hurt because I looked at her and I said, well, I'm a friend, <laughs> you know, in my mind, you know, and um, I was like, okay, still expecting to be included. And I was not included. I was just to be a regular guest. And I debated with how I felt about it because I feel as though she was not being truthful to me at first, you know, because how can you go from it's just a regular courthouse wedding to me peeping what I saw before, you know, you came to me and told me that you were having a bridal party to then you waiting literally some weeks before your wedding to say that you're having one and it's your friends putting it together and so it was in that moment that I learned my place I was her friend and we were close and we went through certain things together but I was not her friend enough to be a part of her big day in that capacity and I already was going through a lot financially and I promise I'm not using it as an excuse but I honestly was going above and beyond because I just wanted to support my friend but when I realized that she did not consider me in the same regard I would have considered her 
and I tried different ways to get to the wedding, including messaging that same individual to see if I can have a lift to the wedding because I, I really, unf- I'm really not, you know, good with traveling. At, well, at least at that time in the East West corridor and it was to be, you know, had in the East, um, or to be held rather in the East. I literally remembered taking back off my dress and my shoe and not attending the wedding. And in retrospect, that was shitty because I made her think I was coming. I made her think that I was okay, that I was not included. And I made what would have been her special day more about me than it was about her. And so that was bad. But I battled with it because I'm saying, what about my feelings? She did it very shadily. It's not, it's not so much that I was not included. It was the way I had to find out I wasn't included. And so again, that's how I learned my place because here I'm thinking we were bigger than, you know, any, anything, you know, that she could come to me with anything. She could say, Hey, you know, we're cool, but I I would not like you to walk in my wedding. Because it's kind of hard for me to think that it's only weeks before your wedding. You would know everyone is going to have specific designs for their dresses and everybody know the color code and everything. And of course, because of what I witnessed, I knew that was not indeed the case. And so, you know, I struggle with if I was selfish or if I was just, you know, be in my right for not wanting to attend or not attending at all. But regardless, I was truly heartbroken. And, you know, she did message after, I guess, expecting me to explain why I didn't show up. And at that point in time, because this was the unevolved me, okay, and this was years ago. But at that point in time, I just didn't have the words to say. And so it wasn't until probably like last year, I realized that I was not you know, even on her social media anymore. Um, which is fair because we weren't friends anymore and she's probably hurt by me not attending her wedding. But I just felt as though that we both didn't we both didn't see how we truly felt about each other. And I felt as though I was truly blindsided. And so that has truly contributed to the way I treat with people now. You know, I really am aware of the dynamics or the different dynamics I would have with people and where they could position me. Because we tend to think that because we are giving to a person and we do things for people and that even sometimes they may reciprocate Sometimes people reciprocate just so you won't have a story to tell about them. Not that they genuinely are invested in the friendship. Or sometimes they are genuinely, you know, invested in the friendship, but it's only to an extent. And I had to learn that the hard way. You see, the thing about it is she didn't owe me 
being a part of her bridal party. I assumed so because of the quality of friendship we had. But I couldn't help but wonder if she was very much aware as most people are. Most people are very much aware of what they do to just pussyfoot around things because they are too timid to address the elephant in the room or to be real. But the fact that she waited so last minute to mention the drastic change in her wedding made me realize that she was very much aware of what I expected. And she just didn't know how to say it. The other situation that I can think about is I had a friend who migrated to do her masters. I'm talking, we were thick as thieves. You know, everything she had, I would be there for her. And then when she migrated, she literally just stopped talking to me. And I said, okay, maybe, you know, she's busy. She's caught up with her new life. But it's, we're in the age of social media. And this wasn't too many years ago. You know, she could have easily communicated with me as I was making the effort to do with her via Facebook and Instagram. And this situation is different because even though I acknowledged the change in her, like I, I noticed, you know, hey, she's basically ignoring me. Instead of just being silent, she actually messaged me the day before her flight to Trinidad um, to tell me, you know, she knows she wasn't really around and she apologizes and she would like us to start afresh when she came back. But I had no desire for such because in my mind, you already showed me the type of person you are. You already showed me my place. And I spoke to my mom about it and, you know, she advised me. She said, hey, just go and see what she has to say. You know, my mom is super Christian. <laughs> so she always believed in taking the high road. And I, I did, you know, listen to her. I was young at the time. So I wasn't so strong in my conviction at the time. I really just, you know, looked at my mom for advice and tried her way before I, I tried my way. And it was the most awkward and uncomfortable hangout ever. She was not the person I remembered. And I can't help but wonder if it's because of... If it was anything new then, you know. If, if, it's, if it's because of how she treated me. Or if this is how our dynamic always was. But I was so caught up with trying to be a friend that I missed it. And so I'm saying all of that to say many times you're in relationships or you're in friendships and you have an idea of what that friendship is like when it isn't being reciprocated at all. And sometimes you're so caught up with trying to be a good friend and having certain expectations of these people that you don't realize what is really going on that it is one-sided or that these people hold you to a certain regard and not exactly in the regards of what or to the regard of what you think it is and for me I can say that 
it's because of my trauma. I grew up as an only child. And when I wasn't only living with my mom, I lived with people who were at least 10 years my senior. And so I heavily depended on socialization outside of my household for friendships, be it in school, be it in church, which was a big factor in my life. And oftentimes I felt alienated in the church. In fact, I was, but we're not talking about church trauma today. (laughs) That's a podcast episode for another day. Um, and so, yeah, so I, you know, I'm an only child and I don't want to blame it on that, but the fact is it did impact the friendships I had and what I, you know, thought were friendships. I was so happy for someone to like me or for someone to give me any form of attention that I got so caught up in giving of my time and my energy and sometimes even my finances that I didn't realize that it's not reciprocated at all. And that's scary to think of because these were genuine connections that I made with people, you know? These are people who I didn't think wouldn't be in my life at any point in time regardless of how much the seasons changed. And so moving on from those situations, I was able to navigate certain circles and relationships I had with people. And I realized those who were, you know, just around me because of what they could have profited from me, you know, and not so much in a financial sense, because a lot of the times you offer things to people that money can't buy, like your trust, your loyalty, the way you're able to be comforting to them. And so I peep it very early and I literally just wait for the shoe to drop so that I can be like, okay, yes, yes, Evolve Toya, you were right. <laughs> you know? But I also want to take accountability for some of it because there were a lot of things in those relationships that were a bit unsettling, even beyond the breaking point, And I didn't speak up on it. And so that's why I urge you to open up your throat chakra. But the one thing I want you to take away from my two stories is really just learning your place. I want you to think of every relationship you have right now, from romantic relationships to platonic relationships, you know, just regular friendships. And I want you to sit and really assess if what you are giving is what you are receiving. And that is how you will learn your place in that person's life. And that's how you would know how to place this person in your life. Because just because you held this person or these people in a certain regard and they fall short of it doesn't mean that they're entirely bad. It just means that you can recategorize these people in your life. Not every person that smiles at you is your friend. And I don't even mean that they're your enemy it just means that they can simply be your acquaintance you know and i see it online all the time you interact with people online you gas them up on their pics and you just find them cool you know as far as social media goes but somehow these people think that it's more than that you know and i'm not here to say that you can't 
have genuine relationships from social media. In fact, my family, as I say, you know, they are literally people I've met on Facebook. You know, one of my best friends, I met her on Facebook. I met my husband on Facebook. And so I'm not here. And and this is for any social media, not necessarily just Facebook. But what I'm saying is I'm not here to demean the impact of relationships you, you know, form online because those relationships are very real. But in order for those relationships to be real, they have to evolve beyond Facebook. And a lot of times, even in my experience and just, you know, having conversation with my close friends, they would say, you know, this person is always in my DM and this person, and it's like, I get it. You want to get to know this person, you know, they're so cool. You think what they post are relatable, but they aren't necessarily your friends. They are your social media acquaintances. Like sometime I remember, not just sometime, but this one time in specific, you know, the most memorable one. I remember this person posted that, you know, they got married and someone said, hmm, and you didn't even invite me. And, you know, they were really going hard on it. At some point, it wasn't just a kiki, you know, in the thread, you could tell it got serious. And I was like, who does this person think they are? You are just somebody on Facebook. You know, why do we put ourselves it's situations like that to, you know, be embarrassed, like know your place. And I think maybe it's a trauma response like myself, you know, because I used to think just because a person show me some oomph of kindness that they're my friend. Um, and so you kind of get clouded by this earning who is really your friend versus just an acquaintance. Um, and I get it. But it's still, it's still cringy to watch. And so I want you to really sit and discern who are your acquaintances, who are your friends, and even in your friendships, I want you to decipher if they are really, truly the type of friend that you want to have or expect from them you know, that, that type of friendship is really being reciprocated, as I said before. And then we talk about, you know, that we have different friends for different things. And I agree with that to a point, you know, um, because yes, you, in your mind, you can have these people for different things and you can categorize them accordingly. Like I have some friends who I know would not include me in their party you know runs or whatever because I'm not really a party type of girl at least most of the time I'm more of a concert kind of person so I won't expect to be asked to go to these parties but then there are the people who only know you for emotional labor you know and so I had to learn my place with these people too you're in my chat and we're going through all of the emotional labor together you know Or rather, I'm doing all of the emotional labor for you. And then sometimes the same people that you discuss about in my chat, I'm seeing you hanging out with them and you're not even asking me, hey, do you want to go for a drive? Do you want some ice cream? Do you want to go to the beach? You know? And that's how I had to learn my place with some people. So I realized, hmm, even though I 
consider you this way and I invite you to my events and I bring you into my household, I'm still just the person that would be in your DMs when you have some sort of drama going on. So then I had to learn I'm just the emotional labor friend. But you see, this is the beauty about the power of choice. Because I can choose to just be that person you use for emotional labor or I can dip the hell out. And I've realized when I've chosen the latter, that's way easier. And again, maybe maybe some may say I should tell the person about it. But it's sort of hard to do when these people complain to you about the same thing that's being done to them <laughs> you know um and so it's 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 a challenge and i'm still working on it that's part of my shadow work opening up my throat chakra because i think you know there are some things like what's understood doesn't have to be explained kind of thing i don't know if i'm using it in the right context but i just feel like i'm an at an age in my life at 29 years old six months from 30 that we all beg and we have sense and if you don't know me by now you will never know me you know and if you know me you would know what is expected of you as an evolved me because these are things I preach about and I openly speak about all the time so it's hard for me sometimes I think your your throat chakra isn't necessary in all situations like you shouldn't have to open up I think sometimes you just have to give people the axe or recategorize them. And in therapy, I, I can explore that and unpack that and do my shadow work for it. But this is Goddess Botanica. This is my journal entry of my shadow work. You know, I'm honestly not quite there yet. You know, I'm still on the just be silent and cut accordingly. And, I've, and I find comfort in it because it really has brought me peace because there are many times you speak up in friendships or situation and the people just still take you for granted. So, you know, I, I just go to the more extreme part of it, which is I, I fall back. You know, it's no hate. I'm not removing you from my social media, but I just, you know, peep where I am in your life. You know, I learned my place with you. And so for my piece, this is what I have to do for me. So again, I'm urging you to really sit and assess your relationships. And deity, it's important. Because one thing I would always say, if you don't know your country, you should always know your place. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to spending more time with you next week, right here, Thursday at 11, 11 p.m. Have a great weekend.